I don't know why he gives me the floor. I'm not the one whose name is in the title card. But I, mean, I, I didn't give myself this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, oh, we are the producers that gave you the show. You're the star. Okay. You're fucking Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien didn't give himself a show. All right, then you're my Andy Richter. So you have to chime in and help me <laughs> when I need you. Pull me out of the fire. That's what you're here for, Marco. But I yeah, mean, no. Can I yeah. be Max Weinberg? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As long as we don't have a Harvey Weinstein. Oh, God, no. That's not TJ. I know we didn't have a part for him. He is not a Harvey Weinstein. Don't throw me in that. <laughs> and Nikki, did I not say stop zooming in this camera on me at the worst times? Stop. <laughs> he just he wants to instigate that fight. I mean, there's, I know where he can find a boxing room. That being right. said... I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I want to start with WandaVision because I feel like it's 15 minutes to talk we about should. this. We should, because the, sh- yeah. the episode's only 15 minutes, so yeah, that's, a, that's, that's appropriate. Which is a, mostly it a was long. Yeah. It was it's, a long episode. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 34 minutes instead of 30 minutes. Actually, no, that shit's like 24 minutes usually. It's 30 minutes, but it's 24 minutes. You get what I'm saying? It's like 30 yeah. minutes. It's no thing. commercials on Disney Plus. So I don't know why the fuck but they thought also, they could get away with this that. This is a perfect time for me to address this yeah. fucking thing that y'all ignored me on. But let me tell you, no, no, put me in the force course so I can look at them for a second. You can do me in the review. Whoa, hey, is this something that would be useful in the review later? Don't bury the lead. No. Okay. I'm just saying that all y'all, <laughs> all y'all have, we, we, we run, we run these streets. On this sync countdown, TJ sponsored Disney Plus. I told y'all to each to make a profile, so we ain't crossing streams, fucking <laughs> these watching and recommendation shit. Cool, <laughs> Ultron, because I didn't. Oh, I definitely did. Yeah, I did. What are y'all? Was that key? Because I know you have the power. It was probably key. <laughs> Someone out here watching Avengers Fable. Look, the point of the matter I is... I watched Endgame. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, saying shit, you can hear me. I have my own account, so it wasn't me. So I'm saying that anybody who uses the sponsored Disney Plus account better have a name <laughs> the next time I log in. Because if I log in with my Genie account and see fucking... Mid star, I started in the middle of episode four. The fuck you want me to do? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the hell is it? I had one simple rec- I remember two. I said, here's, here, here's the information and the one request under that. I was like, hey, everybody make your profile so everyone can keep the recommendations. I didn't know you were, I didn't know you were serious. Yes, I was serious. <laughs> My bad, I got you. Okay. Okay. It ain't gonna kill me, but I was just like, hey, "It's a man. pet peeve." I understand. I mean, you no, it's not a pet peeve. It's just a thing. Like, hey, you know what? I want you to have the freedom to watch whatever you want on Disney Plus, and I also don't want to feel guilty whenever you see me. Like, why does this nigga watch Goofy movie every week? I just want that freedom. Let you know what? When I was watching Endgame yesterday, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, damn, I might watch some stupid shit on here. And I really, I might watch the big green out of nowhere. And I don't want anybody, <laughs> I don't want them to know that I watched that. I, like, but in my mind, I thought, oh yeah, I thought I did create a profile. Oh, I'm good. Because now, <laughs> apparently now, I wasn't. Because now I know, um, I, I assume it has to be, someone was watching Darkwing Duck. I saw it. It was it was surprisingly <laughs> that wasn't me. I know that was, was JJ. That's <laughs> JJ. 
Oh, we should just make that game out of it. Hey. Look, I logged hey. on to the account and I said, let's get dangerous. <laughs> and he did. And he did. Hey, look. Hey, hey. Well, hey, look, before we make our profiles, let's just go crazy on Disney+. Plus. Come back here and have TJ guess who watched what. <laughs> you know what? You, can do. I, you know, everybody who has the access to the profile, which means all We'll five give you a password to YouTube, Marco. Jump on. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> so everybody watch something and I'm a guess. Okay. And then I'm also doing myself. I'm let you, but but y'all won't know which one it is. Yeah, and, and then and, we'll and, we will make our own profiles. But no, it's it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I was just laughing because I was going through, and because I haven't logged into Disney Plus in Seoul, and so yeah. when I was going through, I was like, I was like, okay, WandaVision. Like I saw all the episodes watching, I was like, oh, that's whatever, because everybody's watching that. And I was like, who watched Endgame and Age of Ultron? I was like, first of all, I was like, who watched Age of Ultron? That was was concerning. WandaVision's great, but it's not that good. Um, So I want to go back and watch that. But then I was like, Darkwing Duck. And then there was some random Avengers show on there I had never heard of. But not the point. Hey, you know what? All that say that Disney Plus only has heat right now. Um, I, I, we have it for the year, so I mean, we stuck with the shit. But these Avengers shows are looking great. And you know what? I have a lot of opinions on WandaVision. Um, I didn't have, I didn't get to share them um, last time because I had to be on like my speed shit. But um, definitely, definitely excited to talk about today's episode. And well, so, uh, where, is, where does everyone want to kick let's off? Let's fucking get into it, then. Hey, look, Marco, Marco. Yeah, it's on you now. So y'all want you to kick it off? I We're mean, do... I, I have where I want to kick it off, but I feel like TJ has some things that he wants to say about the last three episodes. Before we talk about episode four, is, is there true. anything that you missed that you think you didn't feel to get to say in the last? No, no. <laughs> he did sum it up pretty well. He did, he did pretty good. Kind of did my speed racer yeah. shit, but uh, no, Marco, go ahead, kick us off, man. All right, man. I'll, I guess I'll do the summary for the recap, and then we'll go straight into reactions because it's one episode. We're used to talking about a whole fucking season or a whole fucking movie. Um, basically the movie, the the show opens up and you're, there's four random people and, or three random people and Kat Dennings, Kat Dennings is the fucking star of the episode. And she's the one that figures out that, um, something weird is going on and we can find that out through a television. So you're getting the outer lens of what's going on. And, um, it's really almost a recap of the last three episodes, like JJ said, but from the outside of what the fuck is going on. And then there's a big reveal towards the end. We can talk about how that reveal made us feel. And uh, am I missing anything? Um, I, the only thing I, oh, I'm, well, maybe we'll go into it about reactions. Um, but um, yeah, I don't think you're missing anything. That's pretty accurate. You know, the thing about it, I, you know how we kind of plan to watch three, or two or three episodes and do a review. I feel like we're good here. Cause this fucking <laughs> this episode this episode's kind of a big fucking deal. Like the way they're putting it out there now, they're like re-promoting the show and putting out new trailers and shit for it, even though they're four episodes in. Mm-hmm. And it's a good reason for that is because this shit switches to Marvel movie mode real quick, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm in another Marvel movie now. That's oh, exactly start, what it does. We start in phase. What was it? Phase uh phase four Before. now. Yeah. Are we in phase four? All of a sudden. That's cool. What's not expecting that? Let's go. And then, you know, of course, my grind with the show also are the lengths of it that they're like 24 minutes. 
because I felt like this episode, at the very least, should have been a little bit longer. I felt like, but you know. I feel like the rug was pulled too quick this episode, I felt like. Me too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I guess I thought that it like it felt appropriate mainly because that cold open was fucking fantastic. Great great segue, TJ. Actually. <laughs> that, um, yeah. That cold open was uh like I was sitting there cuz actually what happened was I was so used to the intro happening. I actually skipped it a little bit and then um I was like, "Oh, I feel like I kind of missed something." And when I went back, I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, Marvel, it's like that. I have to check this rating again because I was like, "This is PG. This is this is genuine distress." <laughs> like, you know, one thing, uh, the one thing that is like a big deal um, is like the snap, right? And right. and I don't, and you know, I don't think they ever usually showed it off in such a way that was how do I describe it, like super dramatic. Like you felt like, oh wow, this is this is wild. The way um, that look like Spider Man, which is the first time we actually see well, actually, in game is when we see people coming back, but Spider Man is when we see people coming back in the real world, just and everyday life. life. And it's comical, it's funny as fuck. You were laughing, I was laughing, we were all fucking laughing because mm-hmm. it was done in a comical way. This does not show that shit in a comical way at all. Funny. It is fucking disturbing. It's, it's just, it's fucked up. You can just imagine someone's just, you know, mindset in that moment. And it's just anarchy and it's chaos. And like TJ said, it's fucking distress. And then uh, the the main character really that we're following this episode is Monica Rambeau, which if you're not familiar with the comics, I'm going to put this out here, especially because it's Black History Month, was the first Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers was. But she's now known as Photon in the comics. So if you saw that little Easter egg, then you understand. Nerd! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, and also if you watch Captain Marvel, which is not a movie I like that much, uh, you'll know that character is the little girl in uh, Captain Marvel, and that's Monica Rambeau. And when she wakes, are we doing spoilers, by the way? We will do spoilers. Um, Just kind of go through the rest of the recap, because I think you just got a sentence left, and then we can just go into overall reactions, and then... um, Spoilers and those reactions. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a semi-spoiler. It's at the yeah, very beginning of the episode, so whatever. But, like, the distri- like the way she feels, you can imagine she feels when she's like, where's my mother? Because she wakes up or she gets, you know, brought back in a hospital room because her mother has cancer. It was going through surgery. And then, of course, the, the blip happened, or the vanishing happened, and, you know, she was dusted away. Her mother, which you saw in Captain Marvel, uh, never gave up, figured she would come back. So, you know, she set everything up for her, but she, her cancer comes back and she dies. So imagine all that shit happening, knowing five years went by your mother. Hey, cancer went away, but cancer came back. You weren't here. She's dead now. And here we are. And so, yeah, that's where she's coming from. I thought that was a great fucking place to start this show. I mean, the best way I describe it was like for me. I mean, you could cancer be damned, right? Like, just imagine. Like, I put Esther straight, I put him on. She, I was like, I like you know, because all of our parents are like not old, right, but older. And so, yeah. like, you know, like imagine if you vanish for five years, you come back and your mom passed away without you around. Like, I don't know how I'd be able to recover from that. Like, yeah. like. I don't know how I'd be able to wrap my mind around that. That's Wouldn't funny. go to work the next day like she does, but yeah, that would be a little fucked up. But hey, maybe that's just a part of the character. And yeah, that's really a character I want to get fleshed out more. 
Because I feel like Photon? it's a lot more to her. Uh, Photon's a character you want to get more fleshed out? I do. I do. Okay. She's interesting. In I do too. Book. Yeah, like she, she's a great character. And especially after what we've seen now, just in the MCU with her, like you got to deal with that. You can't bottle that shit up. Like mm-hmm. that's that's serious. So I'm pretty sure it's got to be a time we see that. And I, I would like to see it. Like I said, it's an interesting character that I think they need to really take advantage of. JJ, what about you, man? Um, well, I think you guys covered all the bases. Pretty much everything I was going <laughs> to oh, say. No, I, I feel like there's pretty much reactions. So go ahead. Oh, reactions? Uh, I just saw this episode like a few minutes ago. And yeah, much like you, TJ, I was expecting the intro to play. So I was like, I have time to like heat up a soup. And then I turn around, I'm like, oh, what in the fuck's going on? No, come back. <laughs> so, so yeah, that caught me off guard a little. And then the rest of the episode moves at a really, really brisk pace. I really enjoyed it. Um, I also agree with Tommy. I think this episode should have been like a, a special extended episode, mostly because while, yeah, it's new stuff that we haven't seen, it kind of is covering the same ground just from a different perspective so it's not like i feel cheated out of it out of like new new, a new episode but i do feel like ah come on you you could have thrown in a little more here um but yeah overall i thought it was a really really solid episode it was more than solid jj it was an excellent episode (laughs) (laughs) i mean i like Man, I just it, it's crazy because you you think when you're thinking about Marvel movies, you're like, cool, like Marvel movies are great. Um, I love seeing them as a cinematic experience. And then I did not I could not really wrap my head around, you know, how a Marvel show was gonna operate. You know, I know they have the Netflix shows, but those are kind of different. Um, those are very different. Um, this just feels like a treat because it feel like because you're getting that marvel movie level of quality right and then you're also getting legitimate they don't have to do the offshoots that they were doing in um the netflix shows like you're getting actual characters from these movies right um you're getting um what is it uh fucking jennings ken Ken, carol what's what's her name um the um the white girl Um, cat dennings cat I had it in my head. I, I'm on a, like I'm I'm so hungry right now. But um Kat Dennings. Um and um she's she's like she when she when you see her, I, I, even I was like, hmm, is that the girl from from the, those movies I don't like? And I was like, oh wait, yes, it is. Yeah, the oh, two shittiest that? ones. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> but, um, comes in and, and and that's when it really like hit me in the face, right? It's like, oh my god. Yeah. And then you're like, and then you see the um, FBI agent from Ant-Man. And then you're, like, starting to piece together things. And then you're like, oh, shit, this is the daughter. But, yeah, and then you're, that, that's when I have that moment of, like, oh, this is the daughter of the character from Captain Marvel. And I'm like, whoa. And like you said, Tommy, this is my realization. I was like, this is way more. Like, they have so many things that they can do with this. They have so many offshoots that they can do. It's just so intriguing to have that level of depth being provided but also i like i know that y'all guys felt like seeing the opposite perspective you know it wasn't necessarily cheating or anything but you're like hey i wish this episode was longer for me i was like this felt like not necessarily answering all the questions with the mystery right but also like i was like it felt like oh cool like this is this is the sort of 
almost at like the end of a mystery movie where you're going through and you're connecting all the clues. That was like what it felt to me. And so I felt like I was being rewarded for watching those first three episodes. Hence why I was like, cool, I know that they're going to go back to what they're doing, um, which I'm excited for. But I liked how it just was a pace breaker and we were able to get a different sort of perspective. What's going on in the world? Now I'm more, now I'm very interested on like, cool. Like I would want to see more things that are happening and, on the outside. Yeah, and see, my whole thing is, I think that's why they're like remarketing the show now because I've had so many people that I recommended the show to who like, you know, me and JJ were talking about the last review. A lot of people didn't watch old sitcoms. So they're not going to get that whole kind of three episode cold open basically, which is what it really was. Of, they're just like, what the fuck is happening? I don't understand this. This is weird, and it's kind of boring. I don't know what's happening. I, I read a Forbes article, or at least the title, that was like, um, WandaVision isn't boring. You just forgot how to watch TV one episode at a time. <laughs> that's true. And that's true. That's super true. We are kind of fucked up now, courtesy of Netflix. I mean, Sammy is a great example. He's not watching it until it's over. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because he's an asshole. I know you but no i mean it's one of those things where like yeah like like i felt like they had little strings in every episode right and then episode three was when they're like cool we're pulling it full on out and then episode four you get like rewarded it's the treat yeah that's why it feels like you get hit in the face with a marvel movie out of nowhere you're like oh my god this is what this is and that's kind of the way I, i think these marvel shows are gonna go they're going to be, I don't know how many episodes WandaVision is going to be. Was it going to be eight? I, I hope I'm not reading this right, that it says six. Uh, that's what I was thinking six, actually. Because, like I was saying, I feel like these are just Marvel movies split up in six parts. That's all it is. <laughs> that's really all it is. Because you, when you watch this all strung together, what is it going to be like? Maybe th- three hours or so? It's just a really long Marvel movie. It's basically what it is. It's Endgame, actually. Fuck that. It's really not that long. It's. I feel like this is what Marvel wants to do now. They want to tell long fucking stories, and this is a way to do it, and it's a way to get a lot out of it. And I, I love what they're doing. I would kind of rather see these shows almost than the movies. I, I wouldn't. I think that for the more like bombastic, crazy cinematic shit, it's going oh, no. to be movies, right? But they got to tie that shit together. Give me movies, but like as far as like laying groundwork and telling character stories, I would rather they did it this way. I think this gives them the freedom to do these sorts of shows, introduce people and flesh them out. And then that way, when we get to the movie, they're like, shit, we ain't got to waste time doing that. All right. So you got got your shit. Like, I feel like that's what they're doing. Um, but Marco, you've been kind of quiet over there, man. How you been yeah. feeling? Uh, I've been researching. That's what I was. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how many episodes were the season. Trying to figure out the pacing, and I, I guess that's what makes this a little bit unfair. Like when we reviewed Cobra Kai, we reviewed the whole season because they reviewed it all. They dropped it all at once, and so Forbes might be right, but because uh, I wanted to make the point that it was like I didn't like the because we, we we talked about the horror that in the first three episodes of the glass cracking. Because uh, when uh, whenever there, there's a moment of horror of uh, Wanda getting visions or hearing voices or people freaking out, um, it it's really unsettling because they're using a medium that is very pleasant, which is sitcoms. And when they just revealed everything so fast, this episode that was like, hey, um, Here's the reveal. They revealed everything by the end of the episode of who the what's going on and what the menace is, I feel like. So it's uh, that was my only thing is like I we ran through this episode. It didn't feel long enough. But if it ends in six, I, I it makes total sense. Like it's 
I, I can see where five and six are going to go and where this is going to end. Yeah. I could hope it's – can I we get eight? No. That feel real good for me? Oh, now no. you want more. <laughs> no, I mean, I wanted I – mean, I, wanted I just more. looked it up and well, – <laughs> How many episodes was The Mandalorian? Even Winter Soldier is going to be six episodes. Oh, God damn it. See? Okay, eight. So, yeah, that's where you got your eight from. Fuck you, Disney. God damn it. Just give us us what we want. I'm wrong, and it's nine episodes. That's great. Oh, thank God. Thank thank God. Okay, I'm good. Perfect. Like, I feel like... I apologize, Disney. Don't send Mickey out. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, at least with WandaVision, it's one of those shows where... Like you know how there's sometimes dead episodes in in long like oh, in yeah. a lot of these shows. Yeah. Netflix, Netflix is the champion <laughs> of dead episodes. That <laughs> it would be like the season of Punisher would be awesome if it ended at ten instead of twelve. You are so right about that. Shit. <laughs> oh my god, it was terrible. But see, I feel like especially in the cadence of Wandavision, they have a leeway to have quote unquote dead episodes because they're trying to cover all the errors of sitcom, right? When they get to the 90s, I'm gonna be like, I'm be eating that shit up, right? Because yeah. um, I think that last spot they left in the 70s or 80s, right? And so um, I think they have a little bit more leeway, but also from the looks of it, I mean, half the shit in that trailer, even the clip that Sammy was playing, um, I haven't seen, like we haven't seen yet, right? So they haven't even touched a good chunk of the shit that they really want to hit. They haven't seen on that. Haven't seen. Like, look, I, I, I'm seeing so much things that I'm like, it, it's it's so exciting to want to get revved up with this um, and want to get like, and want to get more invested. And there's just so, and I feel like, cause WandaVision, let me just lay this out here very simply. WandaVision has done three things that I never thought I were possible. Number one, they got me super eager to watch um, the Wanda and the Vision. Um, <laughs> you can ask any of the homies I watched it with. I did not give a flying fuck about Vision. I actually hated him. Um, <laughs> oh. And then I also didn't give a fuck about Wanda either. I was like, I don't give a shit about either of these characters. I like her a little more because she can kind of do cool shit. And she's finally flexing her powers. That like she's accent, never done that shit. That accent though. I love it. I don't know why, but go ahead, TJ. I'm um, number two, they made me like actually like something about Captain Marvel. I didn't think I'd like that. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't like Captain Marvel very much. Yeah. Um, yes, I hate women. Shut up. Um, but <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I didn't like Captain Marvel that much. Um, but like I watched that. But when I was watching that, I was like, hmm, like. It made me want to go back and be like, okay, piecing together something, seeing if there's any more Easter eggs and things of that nature. But number two, it just got me excited. Like, I think the um, the Disney Plus shows uh, are do a great job. Or, I mean, Mandalorian's the only example because this is the first time we've seen it. But, <laughs> but it's getting me excited to watch TV again. I'm I I rarely like get super psyched or get super on the wave with certain shows, right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, The Boys, of course, uh, Black right. Mirror. Like, I'm watching the main stuff. But Game of Thrones had no interest. Like, there's a lot of the times where, like, things are really on and popping that I don't want to watch it much. And this was something, like, if we weren't reviewing this, um, WandaVision wouldn't have been something that, like, I was actively going to seek until I heard y'all guys be like, okay, it's fucking awesome, right? Yeah. Um, 
but no, it, it it's really energized me to want to know more and to kind of it, it, like it. I think that Marvel break we had was really good because now I have my like glasses on and I'm like, mm, I need to go watch some of these other movies so I can, you know, see all the Easter eggs. And I want to make sure I'm paying attention to some of the things in the next shows, too. Um, yeah, this was an awesome episode. I, I, the pace was perfect for me. I, I don't disagree that it was fast, but I thought it was, I thought it was a real good, episode, really solid episode. And then also, I'm not even gonna lie, um, Elizabeth Olsen looking real good. I thought <laughs> real good in the show. Like she looking real, like I want to say her fifties and uh, and sixties look were like, and, and and she's reverting to normal Elizabeth Olsen, but she's still looking, she's looking right. Yeah, all new respect for Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> but no, like, see, me personally, I'm a big Scarlet Witch fan. Not so much Vision. Vision's okay, I guess. He's lame. He's okay. Like, he literally is okay. Like, I don't hate him. I don't love him. He's just, he's okay. He's all right to have around. But I love fucking Scarlet Witch. She is one of my favorite fuck. She's just a complex-ass character. And that's kind of one beef I kind of had with the MCU as they touched upon that, oh, she's kind of fucked up. But they never really go into it. And now they finally get to go into just how kind of fucked up she is because she's a loose fucking cannon. And so I want I wanted them to show that. And she's very powerful. I want them to show that too. And apparently it's a rumor that like a big star or it's like a Luke Skywalker level cameo is supposed to pop up in this show. People think it's Doctor Strange, whatever the case may be. This show is supposed to be the kicking off point of this whole new phase. Like you're going to start to see what this shit's all about. Fuck Spider Man Far From Home. No, that was just that was a bookend. That was the bookend. That was the, <laughs> that was the prologue of the last one. That's what that movie was. This is like this is kicking off this whole weird multiverse of madness shit. Whatever the fuck it is, because we still don't know what it is. We just know Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch have something to do with it. So I mean, they got the wildest powers. So Yeah, they got really fucking wild powers. It's about time those two linked up. Yeah, like, I mean, the thing is, um, and I'm with you, like, I think the Scarlet, because the, the reason why the Scarlet Witch was always interesting or fascinating for me um, was just because, like, she's one of those characters who, you know, played X-Men a lot, right? You know, X-Men dipped their toes into Marvel. Um, now, like, now it's just, dude, it's, it's, it, it's got me on, like I said, it's got me on my Marvel investigative, like, super, super intricate, why you got it on Tommy? Why, why you yeah, it's like, <laughs> 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 people now. Wrong. Jamie, Jamie, pull up Yeah, you got damn, Sammy. get the right one. Um, but no, it, it's got my, Mar- like, it's got my Marvel geek on, because I'm like, because now I'm like, who, like, yeah, Tommy, like you said, who are they going to introduce? Uh, who are they going to show off? Uh, Marvel's got characters in the backlog that they can pull out in these shows and be like, oh, okay, like, you know, oh, characters in the backlog. They have the whole X-Men cast now. Bro, they're yes. like, hey, hold up. Yeah, because they, they can literally be like, it's oh. all open now, and that's like <laughs> fucking 600 characters. So, yeah, probably more. Y'all think y'all y'all think Hugh Jackman has any power against He's those done. Disney checks? He's done. He's done. Let him go. Let him rest in peace. He's no, no. And Disney checks will bring him back. <laughs> You'd be like, I can make a cameo right quick. I don't want it. I want new. I want new. I actually. want new too, but I mean, you need know. new. I don't know who they could pick to play Wolverine. I wouldn't want that role after Hugh Jackman had it, but I'm curious. It's Marvel. So whoever the new Wolverine is, is the, the they don't miss, Wolverine. Except with the first Thor movies. But I'm and Age of right. Ultron. But they don't normally miss. So, they don't. Like, you they're going to pick some random 
like Nicktoon star that we don't remember anymore, and that's who's going to be the new Wolverine. You're going to be like, I don't see it, and then they're going to put him through the regiment program. They put Camille Nagiani in, and you're like, oh, okay, I understand. Now. I, I did hear a rumor that they wanted, uh, was it Taron Egerton, Exy from Kingsman, yeah, to, to be Taren. the new Wolverine. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Whatever. <laughs> hey, but um, all right, <laughs> real quick. Because I think we've gone on long enough and we haven't even talked about the big reveal at the end. So this is the spoiler. If you care about it, we're going to have a wipe and then we're going to talk about One Night in Miami. If you don't care about it, then uh, yeah, just stay in here. The spoiler. How do you all feel about the big reveal at the end of the episode where you find out Wanda is the one kind of manipulating the universe and seeing Dead Vision? I knew this from the get-go. I yeah, I already knew that. I'll yeah. read the comic. Sorry. <laughs> it's awesome him. So, yeah, I pretty much knew that's what was going on. I literally I think that's I, why I wasn't as high on this episode as like, TJ <laughs> is. It was because, like, a lot of the surprises and Easter eggs, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, that that's what I thought was happening. <laughs> cool. <laughs> which is why they reveal it. Which is why they reveal it in episode four. You and know? I, was, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I like I said, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just that that's why I wanted that little bit more because it's like, yeah, you're just confirming what I suspected already. Yeah, and it makes it, me thank you. <laughs> is this from it the makes, comics? <clears throat> it's sort of kind of you know how Marvel will take like yeah. they'll Frankenstein a movie from old comics, and that's kind of what they did. Like that's House of M with her creating a whole reality and shit like that and yeah so uh, the thing about with me like I feel like it's so much more left like they she can't be the main villain just doesn't make sense to me I feel like it's another villain I mean if this whole arc is her coming to peace and coming coming to peace with everything that happened in Endgame I mean that's basically Iron Man 3 we already have kind of that story so that that is but I mean that the Battle of New York and Endgame are two vastly different things (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just was seen in the sense that it's trauma and this is a character dealing with it. I'd be down to watch it if that's what this is. I mean, because like we just saw, we talked about Soul two reviews ago. There's no bad guy in Soul. It's just coming to peace with what is. But I still want a villain. I need my Marvel villain. (laughs) I need my Marvel villain fix, Marco. Hold up. We need a big fight in the sky. Give me Mephisto. Mephisto. Thank you. Yo, can I tell you say, am I stupid? I did not know that Elizabeth Hoxon was related to the... Get the fuck out of here! (laughs) (laughs) How did you not know that? Everybody knows that. They do! She looks like the third Olsen twin. I just... I, it never clicked oh, in my head. I. your depression corner. You're Sammy, not on show. Sa- Sammy, this is my show. Take them off. Take <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. It's Black History Month. Bring them back, Sammy. Bring them back. Okay. I mean, all I'm saying is I, I just didn't know. I feel real <laughs> dumb now. I ain't going to front. I was like, you're the smartest guy in this group, DJ. You I, and I, Lynn are the smartest one in this group. Come on, I, I, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a, that's a lot of pressure. Sometimes fair, you ask TJ oh. to do your taxes. You ask JJ for trivia about who's who and yes. who's what. You got to know the pecking order, TJ. TJ's, <laughs> TJ's the brains. Marco's the brawn. I'm just the Kool Aid back guy. Uh, JJ is the nerd. Yeah, the trivia guy. He don't give a fuck about anything. He would wear socks with sandals. He don't give a fuck. 
And Sammy, I don't know. I don't know what part. Sometimes my feet got cold. What? I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Sammy brings the heart and the emotions and all that gushy shit. He's a Californian, though. He's a Californian. <laughs> <laughs> now, welcome to TJ's reviews. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but no, this episode was solid. Um, WandaVision's excellent. I know everybody who's watching this uh, is, is watching WandaVision. So, you know, um, I didn't think, like, really excited to see what, like, genuinely how this closes out and how this leads into the next movie. And it's got me even more hyped up on all of the next Marvel anything coming out. I'm, I'm, I've reignited my fan. Um, I know they have something that um, with, with, with the, like whatever Chadwick Boseman last finished off with is in, and is in one of these things too. So oh, I didn't know that. Cause he's, I know his voice is in the what if series. Already. Yeah, that's true. So like um, definitely excited to see whatever um, I know. They, I know for a fact they have to have this man in something with all these sort of with all these sort of natures going on, and so super excited to see uh, see what's going on. As long as I don't see a CG Chadwick Boseman, I'll they're not that way. crazy. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's super disrespectful. You can use his voice. I'm good with that. I say they save that all any voiceover they have from Chadwick Boseman. I suggest they save that shit for the next Black Panther movie. Piece it together some way, but I feel like that he needs to have a voice in that movie. I feel I don't know. That's a whole I, other subject. They totally have to CGI him for the next Black Panther. I will boycott. No like, uh, I will boycott. I bring look. Bring back Killmonger. I don't know how. It's Marvel. You can bring back dead people. Bring back Killmonger. Make him the new crazy. Black but I mean, he was a little crazy. But he had the right. He had the, he had ambition. Marco, if dying and coming back doesn't change you, I don't know what the fuck would. I think that would be interesting as fuck to have a villain be a hero and try to like I mean, find he, redemption. He does go to the afterlife. He does. They could kick his ass back into the real life or the real world. It would be great. <laughs> uh, Wakandans are the only people with an afterlife that's been confirmed. Like it's we visible. Whoa, yeah. you can, whoa, you can whoa. visit that shit, Marco. Well, I don't know, man. Hey, like. We mean in the MCU. We're not talking about because I, I I know our next movie was talking about Muslim, and I was like, hey, like, hey, you know what they? Hey, you know what he was he was preaching, and I was like, you right, you're right, you're right. Almost had me, almost had me saying Assalamu alaikum, nigga. I was like, hey. <laughs> so yeah, so TJ's back. That's great, and I'm I'm super eager to talk about this movie. Um, hey, uh, let's just do our usual reminder of <clears throat> I might get crunk and passionate about this movie. Um, <laughs> me as well, me as well, but yeah. Um, and it's yes, it's because I'm black and this movie is about black people. Um, so if you feel uncomfortable or if you're like TJ, um, I might like you know, you're making me feel a little, little bad. Um, well. Fuck off because it's Black History Month and I'm allowed to get crunk about the movie because I love this shit. Hey, hey, TJ, it's my show. You don't have to feel bad. We're good. Hey, we got one, baby. We got <laughs> one. We <Hey. laughs> <laughs> got yeah. several things. I mean, me whatever me you guys want to review. I mean, the good thing about if you guys love this movie, Regina King made three small acts Amazon Prime movies. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I need to watch those. I thought that was just Steve McQueen. I didn't know anybody else was directing those. Okay, put them all in there. I need to watch those. I have a whole new respect for Regina King now, which I already love Regina King, and now I love her even more. 
Yeah, she's the director, but it, the writer is the same writer as Soul. Yeah, Kelp Powers. I mean, it, 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 yeah, man, that guy's... Uh, give me another. <laughs> I want to say he also wrote something else. But yeah, continue. Let me let me look that up. I'm no, I mean wrong. this uh this movie, um I'm not gonna do the like, you know, full on summary because it's not it's not that much. It's uh, literally um you got Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and Sam Cook, um, all who are who seem to be colleagues, um, you know, um mo- well known names, well known faces, all just having a conversation. It bridges out. I mean, there's a couple of other things sprinkled in there, but that's the foundation of it. It's just a really long, extended conversation. Um, but it's also one of the most interesting conversations. <laughs> yeah, you that's know, very like, true. Narratively, if you want to break this down to a summary, it's four dudes hanging out in a hotel room. Like, that's really what it is it. if you don't go any deeper than what you're presented with. And there is a lot to go into <laughs> Once you realize what you are actually presented with and what's going on. Yeah, no, that's what I, I oh, fuck it, I don't care. I, I love this fucking, it's probably my favorite movie thus far. I guess you could consider this 2021, right? Yes. 2021. 2021. So yeah, uh, so far, but Judah and the Black Messiah comes out next week. And from what I'm hearing, that's some shit I'm going to fall in love with. But the great year for black cinema, by the way. But this shit right here, like, you're right. It's it's great in its simplicity, I think. I think that's what makes it so good is like, okay, we're just going to have a conversation with four black men in the 60s in a hotel room. And from if you told somebody that, no one wants to watch that shit. But if you tell them, okay, it's going to be Malcolm X, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, and Sam Cooke, that would spark your interest a little bit more. And then just sit down and watch it. It really is one of those movies that you just tell someone, watch uh, 15, 20 minutes. Because I watched maybe, you know, the opening, the first part where it was uh, Muhammad Ali. I'm like, all right, this is okay. Whatever. It's fine. Then the part with Sam Cooke, and I'm still like, all right, I'm still not hooked yet. This is okay, though. Okay, I'm seeing they're, they're all having their troubles right now, even though they're all famous. They're all, you know, taking their lumps, so to speak. But then we got to Jim Brown's part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was hooked, I was hooked from Cassius Clay, but Jim Brown was definitely the hook he of like was the highlight. He's the comic relief, by the way. I and thought Muhammad Ali was kind of the comic relief. Well No, not really. I felt like I mean he no, no, I don't think no, I, don't know. I, I could I could he had his I, moments. I, I could pin either one of them, but I can definitely say Muhammad Ali and um and Jim Brown were my favorites. Oh, Jim Brown was my favorite character in <laughs> this movie, hands down. <laughs> But, you know, you get to his part, and that was the part that hooked me because he, I have to just say this opening because it was fucking brilliant, and I loved it so much. He goes back to his hometown, famous as fuck, and he goes by to see the guy who's basically the rich guy in town and, you know, pays his respect and like, hey, Mr. So-and-so, my, my aunt said you wanted to see me. And he just seems like a guy that, would, of course, I want to see you. You're famous and you're from this town. I want people to know that I know you. And so they have a conversation on the porch. And in your mind, you're thinking, and it's a terrible thing, but you're like, oh, this this white man, I, I think he's one of the good ones. Like, But at the same time, you get this weird kind of undertone. Yeah, I thought, I 
not to cut you off, but I thought like I was like, oh, this like his old coach or that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And so they, I mean, it's I think she, the Regina King, made it vague for a reason, and I love the fact she did because you don't know like, is this an old coach? Is this a guy who helped him get where he's at? Who is this old man? He seems nice. It's Bo Bridges. Everyone loves Bo Jeff Bridges' brother. So like you know, and the guy's nice. Like you're waiting on him to say some racial. He doesn't say it. And you're like, oh my gosh, okay, maybe this is a nice little little moment. And then he's like, his uh, granddaughter's like, oh, you need to go, you know, move that to the back, you know, that thing to the back that you said you were gonna do. And he's like, oh damn it, well, let me go do that. I completely forgot. Excuse me, Jim. He goes towards the door, and Jim gets up and is like, hey, do you need a hand? Like I can help you out. And he, you know, the guy gives him a smile and is like, oh, you know, we don't allow niggas in the house. Good seeing you though. Goodbye. And it was just it, it, the way I describe it gives it no justice. It hits you cold to where you're like, fuck, okay. That said a lot. That said a lot. I need to decompress what that said. You don't have time to do that. We're moving on to the next thing. You're going to have to decompress that too. And it's just, we're going to have a conversation. And we're going to have another conversation. You need to decompress all these things. And you really don't have time to do it till the shit's over. And you're just like, kind of aback, like, that was probably the deepest fucking movie I think I've ever seen as a black <laughs> man, especially. But it's something that everybody should see. You got everybody should get something out of this. As a black person, I feel like you get the maximum out of it. But it's it's just it's so it's the subtlety of it that I felt like was just so so unique and just different. Like you don't see movies this subtle that has such an impact. I want to, um, you know, speak on to something that I usually always say. And I know that, um, of course, DT says it. Martin says it as well. I'm Tommy, I'm pretty sure you've heard. Just, I don't care for movies. <laughs> are all about, woe is this, woe is me. I am yes. black, fuck me. Like, like I, I have plenty of those, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> um, like, this is the way you do it you it's artistic it's 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 a very like you said simplistic the character the actors are all so on point it hurts like it's just they are their their way and ability to bounce off each other and make it feel realistic they're not constantly in like they're not constantly in a struggle right it's 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 always like cool like these are people who made it they get backhand, like, you know, you see the racial undertones, but it's not like having a dramatic moment where someone's getting, like, you know, spilt coffee in your face. It's it's a moment like that would happen, um, like with Jim Brown. And then even in the conversational flow where they're bringing up these important topics, you're just like, wow, how is this done with so much care and love? And it feels like it's able to deliver this same message and tones without needing to be so in your face about it. <clears throat> and, and, don't, and don't get it twisted with what I'm saying. Like, I understand that there's sometimes where you need shit in your face, like, and, and just like, for, but I feel like this is one of those silent but deadly. It's quiet, but so loud. It's so simple, but it's so prevalent. And each character has a different sort of aspect to them. I mean, plain and simple, uh, Malcolm X sucks, kind of. Like, for a while, you're like, <laughs> it's so, the first it, time. It's it, the it, first it, time. It, it, 
a weird thing that you don't expect to happen when I saw the trailer. But Malcolm X is a total fucking nerd hanging out with three of the coolest people. Yeah. Like. Uh, hey, and a nerd with no job, as Jim Brown pointed out. <laughs> Jim Brown lays it out. That shit was hilarious. I laughed my ass off at that. And it's like when you think Malcolm X, you think, oh, it's Malcolm X. You don't go, oh, yeah, he really didn't have a job. You think, you think of Denzel, <laughs> someone with that kind of fiery passion. But see, that, you don't that, imagine being bullied it. by three other dudes. I like that. The, <laughs> the least intimidating character in this movie is Malcolm X. And I love that kind of, you know, subverting expectation right there. Because everything you've ever seen portraying Malcolm X, including the real Malcolm X, just in documentaries and shit, motherfucker was scary. Like he was, Denzel played him. He was scary. He was intimidating. And this, I think, toned that down because the dude who played him is not intimidating in any way, shape, or form. It's a scene with him with holding a gun. I wasn't scared. I didn't feel like he would do anything to me. But I like that they did that because I think he represents exactly what Malcolm X felt without all the, you know, the perception of anger and all this shit. This is what, that, that boiled down. This is a kind version of what he was about this is and i love that you could you see that you see him in a completely different way than you've ever seen malcolm x portrayed before and i like that everybody else jim brown's the scariest character in the movie. dude he walks he walked around making uh muhammad ali calm the fuck down in this movie. yeah he made everybody <laughs> calm the fuck down <laughs> can i can i just say um i don't know man i i won't like muhammad i i, I like i didn't grow up watching boxing or anything like that um and i know muhammad ali like in light spurts right but man i saw muhammad ali in this movie and i was like damn i act just like that man i'm arrogant as a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I, like, yeah, I, I am so pretty yes i am that's literally shit that i have said so oh, i'm that's like you. that's totally so, you so vibing like like but they make, like, they made me want to, they made me, not even want to, I actually did. They made me look up and want to, and not only learn about these guys even more, but also want to read more about these, uh, more about don't, these individuals. Don't ever wow. say those words. You read all the time, TJ. God damn it, you're making us look. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I read, like, five NPR articles over about this movie, like, at the, at the end of it, where, because I was, like, just simple things of, like, was Muhammad Ali ever a friend with uh, Sam Cooke? Apparently that altercation's real. I wanted to figure out what was real and what was fictionalized because th- this night didn't happen. No. Not the way that this... It's mostly history. fictionalized, yeah. 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 But see, the thing, uh, to kind of come back to a point with uh, what TJ kind of brought up, it's that's another beautiful thing about this movie is you have four different black men. You have four different viewpoints and you see those viewpoints go at it. It's debates. It's a debate tournament. It's kind of what it is. And I was a competitive debater, baby. I love it. <laughs> that was my shit, dude. Yes, and that's what this if you love debate, you'll love this fucking movie because that's what it is and it makes you I've never seen a movie make you think in just a way that's both in your face and again subtle. I hate to keep using the word, but that's that's the best way to describe this movie. So in your face, but yet so subtle because it the questions that it asks hits you across the face. They just ask it very quietly. And I thought that shit was brilliant. I just I I, I just never saw a, a film take that approach before. And I appreciate the fuck out of it. And just to admit a quick nerd thing about myself, I love to research and I love history. 
and I love black people. So, I, so I've, I've known about, you know, I've, you know, kind of went through my phase of learning about these guys kind of at separate points in my life. And just to see kind of, it, it kind of has a hangover vibe, which is weird to say, but it does. It kind of has like, oh, these are just four buddies hanging out and it's no real threat of anything. They're all famous. You know, they don't all die at this point. And so you're like, so you're okay. <laughs> you're okay about it so you know and, and so you know you, you know you're not going to get anything like that so your tensions aren't super high they're pretty low and that's perfect that's exactly where they should be because you need to let the conversation rise the tension you know and it does rise like these these dudes get heated at each other like they're all very human and it shows i, I mean, really did think it was about four different um i mean I can't say subscribe or know what the what it's like to be black, but I can say watching this movie, it was like how four different viewpoints of how to deal with being black or how to be black in the white man's world in the 1960s of all fucking times. And, and today also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it, it, trust me, it's so topical for now as well because all those types still exist within the black community and the conversations are still very similar. So, yeah. Yeah, like that's another yet another notch on the belt of this movie. I mean, I literally probably would have walked in if you had told me this because I don't know a lot about Sam Cooke or Jim Brown. I knew a lot about uh, Muhammad Ali as a boxing fan. I know a lot about Malcolm X as a historian nerd myself as well. Um, But I wouldn't think that based on that, it's like, hey, here's a movie about these four kind of celebrities from the 1960s and 1970s. And Sam Cooke is going to be the the philosophy that you probably find the most sense in. I, now that TJ's back, I legit wanted to ask him because mm-hmm. this movie is about four debates. Four Sorry, laptop dad. Don't worry about it. Uh, is about four different perspectives debating. What perspective do you subscribe to the most as a debater? As a debater and a person whose subject matter this relates to you. Um. I would say, hold on, let me make sure this shit's straight. Um, it's tough. I'm kind of in I would between, say Sam Cooke. Yeah, I would say somewhere in between Sam Cooke and um, Jim Brown, because I'm from, like, I'm from that country background, and so I know people who, I know, I have been called one of the good ones, right? So, like, oh, I yeah. know. I've heard that about four times in my life, yeah. Like, I, I know what that's <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. But, also, but also like just subscribing to the notion of like, you know, I am very blessed. I have a good job. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, what is it? Like, I'm, I'm not really poor or anything like that. Um, I grew up like not without, not without much money, but like I, I'm not in that case now. Um, and I, and I do vibe with a lot of the mentalities that Sam Cooke was throwing out. Like I think some of the best ways in terms of like how you can impact and how you can make an impact is by, you know, gaining that, generational wealth and and impacting your community where you can with those sorts of things and the reason why you know a football star because i don't think like and, and granted he was a singer right but i don't think that you should have to go down the route of being a football star or a boxer or like i, I feel like like you know what like success for african americans should be like you know throughout any other individual field right um but all that said I mean, and I still think he's the he's the he's the most stick up his ass character in the movie. Malcolm X has points, and I vibed with all those points that he was throwing out there. Like I was like, like you have to, you know, that's what's so great about it, man. It's like everybody <laughs> makes a good point that you have to think about it. You can't not every question that's asked, 
You have to think about it. It's not something that you can easily come to a conclusion. And that shit is brilliant to me. I've never had that. No movie's ever challenged me like that before. It made me it, it made me even question, you know, myself sometimes where I'm like, yo, like, I mean, <laughs> it, for the, I, I definitely try my best to make impact where I can, right? Like, you know, I go back to UTS talk, like I do a bunch of different things, but it's even like, yo, you have, like, you know, if I am so blessed, like, you know, there's definitely more I can be doing. Like, what more, like, it, it asks you the question of what more can we be doing, right? Um, no matter what stature of life you are, um, but it also asks you, like, you know, within what you're doing, like, what impact does that have? Like, what can, what kind of lens are we looking at through? Are you actually supporting African Americans by, you know, working for? Are you are you, are you by working for these companies and organizations and then facilitations um, for um, that are brought up by other individuals? Like, there's there's a lot of sort of perspectives that it takes, and there's no wrong or right answer a lot of the times, right? Like, I think there's a lot of, you know, there's gray areas. Um, there's some areas where you're like, ah, oh, probably like, you know, but I don't think there's a wrong perspective here. It's I not. think it all culminate into something that's really good and really big. And um, and yeah, man, you know, um, before we let, you know, the African-American uh, duo over here uh, just completely <laughs> control this review, because you all know we love it. I would yeah. love to hear y'all's perspective. Yeah, because I'm about to go in. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh <laughs> narratively like i said at the beginning of this this is just four different personalities hanging out in a hotel room that is not what you're getting from a historical perspective it's how do you i mean literally the argument is how, what's the line between selling out and helping out your people uh or what is how to best help out your people also as well i mean that there's so many different facets of what they are arguing about that it's it's interesting and it's something that um happens in black culture that doesn't happen in mexican culture at all like this movie couldn't exist there's not even four different mexican uh kind of personalities <laughs> that you would put in this hotel room kind yeah. of deal. sammy's also brewing in the corner <laughs> <laughs> so get mad He's like, why don't we have movies like this ah! exactly what he said. i know he's saying <laughs> but uh no, it, so you get a time machine. I mean, Pacho honestly, Villa. we're not as behind the hate ball as the black people are. We're just not. So that's why this we don't have as much of a struggle mm-hmm. with all this. But it's um, amazing to see, especially as a historian that knows so much about Muhammad Ali, so much about uh, uh, Malcolm X, that it, I didn't know that that is the heart of the story. That is the, the true, the base on the true events that mm-hmm. that is grabbed to make this movie. Yeah. Um, but man, it is it is fun to watch, and I love the zingers. I also love. Uh, I I mean, I completely disagree with Tommy about the the comedy because I still think that it's Muhammad Ali being a goofball, being like, "Nah, bro, we got ice cream over here. It's great." Bro, I think <laughs> <laughs> to me, I think that uh, I think that Jim Brown's the straight man type of comedy, but like the um, Muhammad Ali's more of the like for boys, like I'm out here comedy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's out there. Insane. Jim Brown was the gavel. He was the hey, calm down, everybody, yeah. chill out. And then, he was the peacekeeper. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. You asked TJ which character he related to more. Jim Brown was the one I totally related to more. 
Because, yeah, I come from a small town, and I know people exactly like that. Right now, at this point in time, they might not say, I don't allow niggas in the house. They'll rephrase it, dog whistle it, whatever. But, they'll, you know, they'll basically say the same thing. And it's like, well, I mean, you've known me since I was a kid, and you still kind of treat me in this certain way. But you don't flip your shit. You just, you collect it. And you're like, all right, well, this is the way the world is, and you proceed. And that's the way I saw that. Jim, they portray Jim Brown here. Is is just a dude who like he collects all the knowledge he you know that he gathers and I you feel know like he's the least explored character though. He's a what? He's the least explored character. He is. He really is. They keep and when you really think about it, he is. I mean, historically, probably the least interesting. He's still interesting, but compared to Muhammad I mean, Ali, Malcolm X, and Sam Cooke, he's not. I think that he's still well, alive. He's the only one that's still alive. So I mean, I can tell you. <laughs> I I think with no, you know, before we even get into that, what about you, JJ? You've been quiet over there. Um, this was a really good movie for me to watch because uh, I am completely ignorant on all facets of this. I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge history buff. Like I do enjoy history and I do enjoy reading about it, but like. Unfortunately, with the American schooling system, Black history isn't covered all that thoroughly. At least, right. in what the are you talking about Black history, dude? That's this America. We, we don't have that here. <laughs> well, <laughs> this particular facet of American history isn't covered all that well. It's like Civil War, and then some stuff happened, and now we're not like that no more. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I, I, don't, look, hey, I don't know where, where I saw this, but basically they were talking about like the American school system when it comes to talk, you know, teaching black history and slavery and things like that. And they were like, so basically the history books go slavery, yada, 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 civil rights, yada, 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 present day. And that's like, okay. I didn't learn about Jim Crow until like either senior year, like senior yeah. or junior year of high school or college. Yeah. I was like, like, where did this come from? Damn, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not a huge, like, I'm not a sports guy. So while I do know, like, Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown, I have heard those names before. I don't, I haven't, like, gone in depth and, like, read everything there is to know about them or anything. Uh, and likewise with Sam Cooke, I'm, it's not my genre of music. Look at the hair. It's, <laughs> it's not Sam Cooke here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Not that it's bad. I mean, I did like everything that they do show, but it's just not my genre and it's not like something that I actively seek out. So this was a really cool movie for me to watch based on all that because I was pretty much fully, completely blind. And yeah, like uh, it was really cool seeing all those conversations play out and seeing all those different viewpoints. Because at first I didn't, you know, I kind of sided with Malcolm a little bit, like, yeah, Sam Cook, you you could totally be doing more. If I, if I had a beautiful angel voice, I would start singing about stuff and motivate people. And then <laughs> Sam Cook drops the knowledge on, on Malcolm X where he's like, bro, I'm fucking them over with money. <laughs> Like you know that, I, that Rolling Stone song that's number one. I wrote yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, and you know, and it, and it, God damn it! <laughs> I love that line where he's like, and for six months, the like the guy who uh, originally like came up with the song was sad, but then I got royalty checks, and you yeah. ain't never hear me complain after that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I was like, 
fuck, you're like, she's got a point. <laughs> like, and then uh, I, I kind of like, I don't think it really was foreshadowing, but I feel like they might have tried to foreshadow that a little bit because it's similar to what uh, Cassius Clay tells him at the beginning, what he tells Malcolm. He's like, you ever watch wrestling? There's this guy called Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George is the dude that ends up winning and he's the bad guy, air quotes, but he's the dude that ends up winning in the end because everybody pays to go see him lose, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and Malcolm X says, I'm not a wrestling fan, never heard of this guy before. So he's not seeing the money angle is kind of like what I guess, like looking back at it, maybe that's what it was trying to foreshadow, but I don't know. I'm like, I... I might just be reading too much into it because I like wrestling, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, but yeah, all in all, uh, I agree with all the points you guys made. Jim Cook did feel more like the straight man, more like the, Hey, like everybody shut the fuck up. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gather your thoughts. Woosa, woosa. All right. Talk it out with me. What's going on? What's the problem? <laughs> uh, and I really liked uh, his and Malcolm's moments. I thought those were always that that little part, especially when he drops the line, "Dude, you won't got a job." <laughs> uh, but yeah, really, really, really liked this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I fucking love this movie, man. Like. It's- <laughs> It's. I feel like it might be top ten, honestly. <laughs> I'm, being, <laughs> I'm being perfectly honest, but it's just like, like I said, it's it's subtle, but then it just hits you with moments. It's a scene in this movie that might be one of my favorite scenes in cinema, to be perfectly honest. And it's Sam Cooke, which I keep like, you know, when I was going over the notes of this whole review, Sam Cooke just kept popping up, and I'm like, Jim Brown may be the character that I relate the most to, but. I have to take that back. I feel like Sam Cooke might be the best character in this movie. I, I, I think that's three Sam Cooks at this point. Like the, <laughs> yeah, that was the dude that I understand where he was coming from. <laughs> I love, hey, and I'm actually a huge Sam Cooke fan. So, you know, kind of seeing, I wish they would make an entire movie about him because the way they he goes after this. I mean, it's a documentary on Netflix. Watch it. It's, it's, trust me, his demise is not great man it, it's fucking terrible and so it's a very interesting documentary but like the thing with sam cook is he kind of has the most interesting parts my favorite scene of the movie is malcolm x recalling when he first saw or not even first saw sam cook because sam cook assumed that they met later but malcolm was like no i've seen you before i knew exactly who you were and he's like i remember the time that you you know had a concert in boston and they kind of had like a laugh and the other guys are like, Boston, what the fuck happened in Boston? And Malcolm X tells the story of what happened in Boston where, you know, Sam Cooke's mic goes out because it was sabotaged by Jackie Wilson, I believe, the Lonely Teardrops guy who's a dick face, apparently, and sucked. <laughs> <laughs> was kind of, that was kind of like, it was a throwaway thing, but I was like, oh, that's kind of sucks to... Yeah, that's okay. shit. <laughs> shade like a motherfucker, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, he cuts his mic and the band freaks out and runs off stage, and it's just Sam Cooke and a crowd of angry people. Yeah, you suck, Jackie Wilson, apparently. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, instead of running off with his band, Sam Cooke instead, like, makes the crowd stomp their feet 
and just start singing with his fucking angelic ass voice and subdue the entire room of this, you know, big little auditorium and just kind of baffled the fuck out of Malcolm X. And just the way that's filmed to where they, like said, people in back couldn't hear what he was singing. They could only hear the stomps, but it was just like magical what he was doing to the crowd. And just like that portrayed the way Regina King directs that scene. I, the chick gave me chills, man. I love that scene so much. And it just kind of sums up this movie. Like I said, it gets you with the subtle moments. It gets you with the debate. And then it'll drop just scenes like that or the ending, which has, you know, Sam Cooke's most famous song, which is one of my favorite songs. And the way it does it, of course, by the time the movie ends, just kind of leaves you, it leaves you a little cold. It leaves you a little cold in a good way. The ending is kind of a whimper, but. It is, it is. You knew something of the sort had to come if you know anything about any of these guys. Especially one. Granted, I for as little as I did know about all these guys, I did kind of know like some of the bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Like I did kind of already have that spoiled for me. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah. and another thing I love about this movie, it kind of Forrest Gumps it a little bit in a way to where they kind of just consolidate a lot of these four guys is you know defining moments and they they at least foreshadow some some they hit on directly like muhammad ali become a champ like that's pretty direct you know and sam cook coming up with his most famous song that he's known for but in ways like malcolm x fate they they like it's foreshadowed like a son of a bitch and jim brown doing what he surprisingly did you know that's foreshadowed too and so that you know i like the way she did it she did it very smoothly I was like, all right, that's a little much, but the way you did it, it's acceptable, and I'm okay with it. So that might be the only kind of semi-gripe that I have about it. It's really not even a gripe. So that yeah, I, I don't have anything bad to say about this shit. I mean, <laughs> there's something I didn't like. I said, I I mean, I could I could have an entire thirty minutes alone on just the acting in and of itself, right? And 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 there's... we didn't even talk about the cinematography of this movie is pretty. It's very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels very kinetic and smooth. They don't pull away the camera. Oh, it's so um, smooth. They don't pull away the camera when they don't need to. Like they transition very well. They'll go in and out of rooms. Um, what is it? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, free, I'm blanking on the actor's name, but even like the door guy was hilarious. It was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, was- I don't think anyone's going to fault you for not knowing door guy. He's an actor in a bunch of things. I just forgot his name. But he's, um, on, he's on another Amazon show, uh, Bosch. Bosch. Uh, oh, Lance Reddick. Yeah, yeah Lance, Lance Reddick. Reddick. Thank you. And fucking oh, uh, John Wick. He pretty much almost plays the exact same character. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Bosch. That's what he is. Yeah. But um, I also, think he's that in DuckTales. the actors are just so <laughs> fantastic. Um, the cinematography is beautiful. Like the film aspects of this film the are fantastic, are amazing. And um, and they use music at the right times. I don't think there's a lot of like music constantly playing. Actually, um, when music plays, it usually, um, especially in the middle, like it has a reason to, right? Um, but I think that you know. I left this movie um, very, very much just. I went into it expecting one thing. I got something else. Like I said before, like I, the only reason I wasn't looking forward to this movie is because when I like I, I went into this movie very empty. 
Um, and and like I mentioned before, I don't like movies that have to preach Holland and tell me for the 15th gajillionth time that black people have it rough. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I am black. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just praise the Tyler movie. Perry. Oh, <laughs> Tyler Perry. I'm going to be honest. I've never seen a Tyler Perry movie. You don't need to, Mark. Yes, you what do. Actually, TJ's right. At least one. At least one. You need we to should understand. do a review for Black History Month, and we should just shred that shit. <laughs> Are we doing Medea Halloween? I've, I've not seen it. I'm in. <laughs> Can we do that for Halloween? Oh, I only want to visit Medea one time and never again. So we'll we'll pick a time for it. <laughs> I hate Tyler Perry movies and what they do for the culture, but I mean, That's Tyler Perry right. hires black people and pays people. He's Sam Cooke. Like I tell people, look, I hate what he does, but I love how he does it because he hires black people like crazy. And I love that. He has his own studio. And I love that shit. Make better uh, fucking movies, man. God damn. Like, seriously. He could be making things like this, but he doesn't want to. You see, you see Ava DuVernay. You see Regina King. You see Steve McQueen. You see all these Ryan Coogler when they directed Black Panther like you see all these awesome black filmmakers making awesome black movies you got this motherfucker out here making Mr. Brown best day he can pull Coogler not even close sir (laughs) (laughs) can I can let me see can I interject real quick if you have to yeah I have to because because Tyler Perry Tommy I thought the same thing man he he has his own production studio Yes. Uh, he he hires black actors. He also makes them shoot like seven episodes in like two days. Yeah, the which, work I forgot which is about non-union. That I'm assuming it's non-union, which it's means black people, he, so it's not right. Well, no, yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't assume that in Hollywood. Hollywood has pretty strong unions, which okay. is why people get paid respectively. And when you go to jo- fucking Georgia, right, is where Georgia. Atlanta. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you go to Atlanta and you're like, all right, we're shooting three seasons of a fucking TV show in a in week. A week. <laughs> you, I'm we're not exaggerating, by the way. We are we're not. not exaggerating. There literally. is an article. There yeah, is an article where he is like, if they were children, that would be. You know, I hope he doesn't have kids in his shows. No, he. You know, he doesn't because <laughs> they cost <laughs> money. And you can't do the labor laws, man. Like, come on. Yeah, you have to shoot around their like school schedules and shit. So. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Perry ain't got time for that. Here we go. <laughs> the motherfucker has like twenty shows. Tyler Perry filmed 19 episodes of Bruh in four days. 19 episodes! Of a show called Bruh. How long is Bruh? Bruh is also the reaction I have when I read that, like, <laughs> that headline. You gotta understand, hold on, 19 times 22? That's 418 minutes <laughs> of programming. Can't be a lot right, of That's things. just programming. That's not actual filming. Right, right, right. That's seven hours of programming <laughs> Yeah. in... Four days. It's got to be. Those scripts got to be edited down to exactly what the fuck is going to be on screen. Like, Tommy, Tommy. It's, it's one take, Sammy. Tommy, it's Tommy, one take. Tommy, 41 of 48 <laughs> hours did not make it to screen. <laughs> that is, Tommy, for lack of a better term, that's slavery, man. Come on. That's exactly what the fuck that is, Sammy. Man. I thought that the hey, first time I heard that shit. Jobs, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to spend I was, more I was time about to say, like, you pay me Yeah, we don't need to give any more time to bitch-ass Tyler Perry. I'm sorry. It, if you're you know, paying me 75 or 85K for that week, fuck it. I really Yeah, do. I mean, if they're willing to do it, great. You know, make better better quality shit. Give your people health insurance, something. If you're making them work like this, 
And that's all. That's the only advice I have for Tyler Perry. Do they have, like, you know, seven-day weekends? Like, <laughs> I mean, they only shoot in four days, so it's like four days, and then you're good for the rest of the you month. Get paid, and yeah, you're great. All right, well, there you go. It's like oil field work. <laughs> kind of. So, so we were talking about, about the door I'm guy out. in One Night in Miami. I kept, I kept trying to find the dude that uh, gives, asked for an autograph. Because, yeah, he, he kind of stole some scenes there. I liked him. Um. I saw him in The Rock's TV show on HBO, but that's the only other place I've seen him. Ballers? Ballers. Ballers. He's in Ballers. Yeah, okay. I didn't but like I mean, I think that uh, just in summation, I know we're kind of crushing on time, but um, this movie was fantastic. Um, we need to figure out some sort of rating system because I want to give this the highest thing we can. And um, Well, this will, and, this will be the, uh, the spectrum on a scale of... I don't know, Tyler Perry to no. Miami. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry is Voldemort on this show. <laughs> don't do that. But I, I love this movie. I think it's great. It's it's an instance of a, a very smart black movie, and I think we don't get enough of them. And this is a smart black historical black movie, which is Wow, then I said black twice. Yes, I know, because I'm going to keep on saying, but it's so good. It's worth a watch if you haven't. I, I definitely um, did not do a studio. I think it slipped under my radar. So I wasn't, I didn't even, um, had, had this not been a movie to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm certain it would have eventually kind of ended up on my list of things to see during, especially during this month. But um, if we weren't reviewing it and, and Tommy and Brown to the attention, like I definitely um, win this, I would have missed on it. And it's a fantastic film. I'm sorry, not getting. I'm not going to cry. I'm just about to choke over here. But um, <laughs> no, I highly go out and see it. Go and watch it if you haven't. I mean, should do a so double take like I did. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want? Do uh? Do you want uh? What is it? Do one division and then hop into this. You know, get some Marvel love and, and then learn about Black people's struggles. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Like I would give this the highest of the high. And like, like I said, man, it's it's just crazy to me. This. This movie caught me completely off guard. I wasn't expecting it to be probably an all-time favorite because, like I said, I've never been challenged from a movie before. So that did it did that, and it has my respect forever for that. And it's just so good. Technically, it's so fucking good. Just everything, like TJ was saying, music comes in when it's supposed to come in, and when it comes in, it impacts you. Like things like that, just the little subtle again with that fucking word, the little things, which is not a movie we'll review. The little, <laughs> the little things this movie does is just it. It just it's amazing. It just works so well. And the thing, and the, yes, and the thing TJ mentioned was like one thing I also hate. If I'm gonna see a movie with black people, it's not gonna be some Tyler Perry shit. It's not gonna be some generic, stereotypical, damn near borderline exploitive shit. I'm not gonna watch that. I don't have time for that shit. I'm past it. So. Lately, I mean, this year, like, uh, late 2020 going into this year, fuck, like, this is some of the best goddamn black cinema ever. We got Soul. Uh, TJ, if you haven't seen Ma Rainey, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm not yet. We'll definitely. If, again, if you, you got to prepare yourself, Chadwick Boseman, if you ain't good yet, it's going to get you a little bit, but fucking amazing. Uh, they, it's on probably number three on my list of best movies I've seen. Uncorked. Um, 
we, we I just we we talked about that. Um, that one? came out last year too. Uncorked the um Somalian. Yeah, there yeah. you go. His house. I'm gonna throw that one in there as well because that one a fucking fantastic also. And god damn it, we are reviewing this, Marco. Market, uh, TJ, be in you because you're in this shit too now. Judah, <laughs> the, Judah and the Black Messiah. I am so fucking hyped. I was actually to see gonna that. ask. So I yeah. pulled up what movies come out this month. Judas and the Black Messiah comes out February 12th, so we can. I mean, that's perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so thrilled to see that one because I mean, if I thus far, man, goddamn, I've not seen this many great black films in my life. So from what I'm hearing about that one. It's gonna be amazing, so I'm all in. And this movie is thus far number one. So Judas and the Black Messiah has to knock this one off the ledge. I don't know if it can. It might be able to. We will see. I don't know, man. This is <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's gonna be <laughs> tough. But I know people who have seen both movies, and they're like, "Yeah, no, I had your reaction when I saw One Night in Miami." All true. I saw Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh. Dude, I, I'm gonna be yeah, there's a lot of people that are more that one than this one, and and you know, not saying that this one's bad, but like you know, just by by hair, they say that one might be just a tad bit better. So I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know anything about this movie. Don't play the fucking trailer because yeah, I want to go same, and dry. Same, like, can't watch it. Oh yeah, don't don't watch. <laughs> I've seen even if it's again, this one is legitimately based on a true story and. I love it because it's based on the Black Panthers, which does not get a lot of history play. I mean, and I actually I'm, think I've only seen them in Forrest Gump off the top of my head. It was a really terrible movie in the 90s, and it, it no reason to watch it. It's not, it's not worth watching. I think I might have actually seen it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. So I've been waiting on like a legit Black Panther movie to to like really show what the Black Panthers were all I mean, about in that time. And, they, and this is if you know the the true story behind this, this is that movie for sure. Uh, Fred Hampton would legitimately make a great movie, especially the way this is, that this is it. Yeah, is that what this is about? This is it. Yeah, this is oh, exactly fuck. what that story is. Yeah, if you don't uh, know the story, yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Oh shit! Don't even look it up. Look it up after you watch the movie, because because it would it'll spoil the movie for you. You want to? I want someone. I want. I want a black person to go into this shit cold. Shut up, Sammy! I want you. <laughs> Don't spoil it for him. Go into this shit cold, JJ. I assume you're in the same boat. Yeah. You two go into this shit cold without knowing anything about Fred Hampton. Don't Google him. And and yeah, and I guess enjoy. I, mean, I, I, I feel like I feel <laughs> like when I'm the list of top five black people last year. Yeah, yeah was- that's what I was about to say. I feel like once we once the movie starts rolling and like shit starts going on, I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, oh shit. <laughs> I have, I'm gonna try my best not to spoil myself. So, no, <laughs> what platform is it coming out on? HBO, uh, Max. HBO Max. Yeah, I oh, got great. it. I, I got oh, it. Who needs it? All right. Oh, I have I have one too. So yeah, either or. No, niggas. I'm sorry. I have them all. I'm not saying he makes more money than all of us, so I would hope he had them all. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. I'll just start singing. (laughs) Sam Cook over here. Um, (laughs) 
so I guess final thoughts. I um, love the movie. Uh, anybody else got anything else? Um, I'm sure JJ liked it. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I kind of want some ice cream. Not gonna lie, the whole it's time I was watching, I was like, ice cream. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that being said, guys, all right, I guess this is where we'll end the show. Please join us next week for top five simps, um, top five moments we've simped in our life. Uh, after that, that is going to be the only interruption that we have in black into this black history month that we're doing, because, uh, as Tommy just said, we're doing Judas and the black Messiah after that. And then after that, it's also going to be Tommy and TJ picking what top five we'd like to do in order to explore black history. Uh, if you want to find me, just type JLMarco62 into anything. I'll pop up. JJ, where can they find you? They can find me by going to at J on Instagram, at SuperSaya underscore J on Twitter. TJ, uh, where, TJ can they, they can find, where can they find you? Oh, man. Um, well, they can find me um, supporting the movement um, at your nearby uh, grocery store selling bean pies. And <laughs> I think that'll be bean. Hey, man, this is, this is what it is. Got to support the movement. Uh, but no, you can find me at TJ Manning on Instagram. Uh, pretty much only follow me on Instagram. I If you, if you add me on Facebook, uh, I will not see it because... I ain't trying to be on that platform on my off time. So, go ahead, Tommy. Where can they find you? They can find me at Tommy McGrew Art Instagram. Hey, and and if you don't, and and, you know, got to support my brothers throughout the month. If you don't quite understand, like, Tommy's a fantastic artist. Just phenomenal. Make sure you check out his stuff. I also dabble in music, which I'll I'll share here pretty soon. I'll, oh, man, I'm, hey, man. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited yeah. to to let you let you hear it. You know, of course, I'm gonna let you hear it in private before I even <laughs> ever play anything on this show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. About the it. new age Sam Cook. We got you. not even close. Not the even Bruce reviews <laughs> is gonna be the first podcast with a intro because Tommy's gonna make it. Like, oh, we yeah. <laughs> what, type of, what type of style I can do you my do? Best. I'll see. It's mostly EDM ish. You know. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I like eating. Throw him some Spanish. Throw some Spanish guitar. I like the fine. whole atmosphere. Oh, oh, I got, I got you. I have a couple do tracks. You a couple of mariachi little horns. I have horns, so yeah, right. I do have some tracks with some horns. All right, that's all. I a lot, have. Of, lot of swell. A lot of swell. Yeah. You, you should have seen. That being said, guys, uh, please add Sync Countdown on Instagram, and then you'll be able to keep up with what we're doing week to week and updates as fast as we can. Soon and will be soon to be on multiple, multiple platforms. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'm looking at you, Mexican lead of this company. More YouTube soon, too. Uh, more things across the board. Hey, I have like 30 episodes to edit before we could do anything and upload anything else. What so. do you do with your time, Sammy? This, you fucker. I just <laughs> produced this whole thing. You don't Apex, do lots and lots of Apex. It has to be. What was the first thing? Apex was true. <laughs> what was the first I, think, thing you said? I think you said masturbation was the. No, first. I oh. just said I just said Apex. I literally just said. Apex. Oh, okay, I thought you said something. I, I, add, I add masturbation. Get your life together, <laughs> Hey, hey, masturbation is after hours. <laughs> I do my work 
that's in its own time. You're responsible. And you're allowed. I give you're you allowed that. whatever yeah. you want on your free time. But that's true. get me some YouTube episodes but, out there so I can advertise. Yeah. But I won't be looking at 18 year olds because apparently y'all hate that shit. So at least we can make it all. It all. <laughs> it all comes back tied into. That being said, this podcast officially sponsors the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this weekend. No, Go the Chiefs! Fuck it does. <laughs> and he's gone. Yeah. There is no Super Bowl this year. Actually, the Super Bowl is canceled. That's Nobody right. watch it. Nobody gives a shit. Running. Tom, I like the Buccaneers. I don't I'm going for Brady. I'm. I'm going for COVID. Well, then you're not going for the Kansas City Chiefs because half of their team probably has COVID now. Hey, yeah, did you, hey, you can't, fine. you can't delete me. <laughs> <laughs> I can never die. <laughs> Fucking COVID, COVID win. If COVID wins, it's gonna be I will the weirdest go Super Bowl ever. Yeah, nobody's gonna get it. Doesn't fucking count. I don't really care. Yeah, teams are missing hey, everybody. Weeks. Fucking players. Well, I hate coaches. football now, so you know. Oh yeah, your team. We gotta have no, a we're not simple even plan. Gotta have simple plans. Complex. I need you. Complex. We can't really do it because that would be a whole sports podcast. But man, Tommy, your dude's going to the Oakland. I need a re- fucking intervention. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, hey, if, he's, if he goes to the Raiders, I'm, Sammy, give me some Raiders gear because I'm with you. Wherever right. he goes, wherever he goes, I go. That's if it's fine. The Jets, I'm a fucking. I don't even Jet blame fan. you for that. That's fair. That's fair. Fuck the Houston Texans. Well, no, you know why? Because he's leaving on racial grounds. So I can support that. that and religious it. grounds, and both. Religious, both. dude. It's a whole thing. Is he man. Muslim or something? Oh man, we'll talk about it. So that's a whole conversation. No, is he? Is he not Christian? Uh, well, not Christian enough. You have to oh, be a certain level I... of Christian. Jesus but you have Christ. to be super Christian. They didn't interview Robert Sala because he's Muslim. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like, they, they yeah. are really, it's some. It's I'm like, crazy. I'm like, I'm Catholic. We got, we got yelled at no, for not being Christian can't, enough. Can't do it. Ev- <laughs> evangelical. Eek. Yeah. yeah Joel he, Osteen. He, he That's come, what you got to be. He can go be a sinner with us. That's fine. Carr. I love, I love Derek Carr, well, Central Valley's finest, but. Um, you know, I want to win. I don't care. Yeah, we're used to the <laughs> by, by any jeans. You're gonna win. Hey, he's winning a Super Bowl. It just depends on what fucking team he wins one for. Derek, hey, if you guys get Derek Carr, yeah, get another he can car. Suck a dick. I don't want another car. I lived through that nightmare already. Fuck hey, him. Hey, Fuck the car family. Fuck any quarterback who's not Deshaun Watson. If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't give a fuck. If it ain't Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson, fuck him. Trevor Lawrence, how did he make the list? They're throwing out crazy trades now, Marco. They're talking about putting the Jags in the mix to get the number one. It's insanity. It is, the motherfucker is burning down before our eyes, and I'm just witnessing my team burn to the ground. And speaking of that, go watch ESPN's News 30 for 30, Al Davis it's, versus the NFL. I'm oh, watching yeah. that right after the season. Hey, 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 Sammy, Sammy, we'll have one soon, I assure you. <laughs> 30 for 30. The eye of the storm. How the Houston, Texas. The Houston, Texas. It's a cult situation. Like I said, it's weird. It's a weird situation going on in Houston. Well, hey, Sammy, how far are we from a, uh, uh, what, what's our sub count? Sub count? Oh, for which one? Both. YouTube is, uh, I think it just was under 300. Hey. And then uh, uh, I want to say active this subs. This is like boring. Three, I have four. a question. <laughs> <On Twitch>. <laughs> <laughs> but follows in the couple hundreds. It's not yeah, a nerd. We should probably end the show. It's We're talking mathematics. Okay, fine. Let's get out of here. Thanks, everybody. I have a no, question, no. though. Okay, tell me. This is my show. <laughs> I have a question. It's my show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm an only Go guy. ahead. 
It comes out sometimes. <laughs> Look, since, 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 since it, it's the Super Bowl, I don't know what we're all doing during the Super Bowl. I kind of want to do like a, a quick, maybe hour-long football podcast for the season so I can get my grievances out because this was therapeutic for me. Well, here. Well, Look, here. Let's talk about all our teams and, and what they I, did. So you know, I, I had originally planned, and I threw it out there, and it just never got legs. We could do that and then play Madden or Blitz or something for like make it a two hour thing and then fucking Tommy. What is your quarantine level? I haven't visited anybody. I've for how long? Two people. Uh, well, the person I see is okay. Is your my mother's perfectly fine? She's been vaccinated. Yep. Oh yeah, every, every, yeah. I'm not okay. Cool. So if your yeah. yeah, if your bubble's good, because I hung out with Marcos and, and yeah. stuff last week, JJ was there. Um, yeah, you guys can we can. I don't want to watch Super Bowl here because I don't have enough things, nor do I care. <laughs> but I have Madden, I have controllers, and we I have can things. we can start rolling the advertisements for it tomorrow. But uh, I would assume one to four. That's early enough to do anything after. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah, yeah. As long yeah, as long as you get you being honest and being safe, uh, I'm okay with that. Oh yeah. We'll have nowhere to go out, bro. Fair enough. No. All right, then. And, and, and can we do my idea also as we yeah. play Madden? Because I have a lot yeah, to get that, off my That was head. kind of the thing. Okay. Like, <laughs> all right, great. <laughs> you have to wear your sports jersey. I, I burned all mine. I don't have any. <laughs> all right. Oh. Then you, you got a Texans hat left, maybe? I, have, I literally burned and threw everything away. Mark. I'm literally not joking. I killed it all. All right, then I guess um, I'm teamless right now. I'm a free agent, so. Right. Hey man, come to the Cowboys. Nah, and no, 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 the no Oakland no. Raiders. Again, I go where he goes, so hey. we'll see. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying you'd look good in black and silver. It's on. Oh, hey, I love, I love Raiders. It's a good ass team. I do love Raiders. Hey, yo, come on. Hey, I'm hungry. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> see y'all. Adios, guys. <laughs>